Welcome to Pharmacy View, technology and pharmacy business podcast series, where we provide regular interviews with pharmacists and key industry people within the Australian pharmacy and associated industry. In each podcast, we look to discuss aspects of pharmacy operation and how technology is improving or interacting with each guest's current role or pharmacy-related business. I'm your host, Scott Carpenter, and today's guest is sponsored by Shopfront Solutions, leading the way in digital marketing and communications providing a cloud-based platform for pharmacies to manage all of their digital messaging and print-based collateral. For more information on the Shopfront Solutions digital platform, simply go to the website at shopfrontsolutions.com.au. I'm talking today with Rob Starr, pharmacist owner partner at scripts for You Pharmacy, located in Somerville, Victoria. Welcome, Rob. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for having me. Now, Rob, I've racked my memory, and I didn't have to go back too far, but I'm pretty sure we met in Melbourne in either late 2010 or early 2011 when uh, you were in in the process of moving one of your pharmacies to the Terry White Chemist brand. Obviously, have followed your uh, journey over the last couple of years with your transformation, but for those that may not know, um, who is Rob Starr? Yeah, well, Scott, all I say, um, first and foremost, I'm a pharmacist, but I'm all about creating deeper, more meaningful patient relationships through a leverage of smart technology. I think in 2021, we're in a time where any business has to leverage technology to be front and centre for their patients, wherever they choose to interact with them, whether it's inside or outside the pharmacy. And looking at that connected journey that we see day in, day out, and accelerating at a rapid rate of knots at the moment with eScript. It's something where every pharmacist needs to really be looking at as to where pharmacists can be to make sure they can take best care of their patients. Yeah, and, and Rob, I think that really sums up nicely because I, I, one of the, the statements or, or catchphrases on a bit of your social media, and we'll talk about this a little bit later on, but you're seeking pharmacists to help build the pharmacy of the future through a fusion of smart technology and old-fashioned patient um, contact and care. And and I I really like that statement because quite a few people that I've spoken to on this podcast episode, particularly from a business perspective, that the whole connectivity with the client, you know, even in this world of technology, even with the year of COVID where, you know, click and collect and e-commerce became very prevalent, there's still this really close connectivity with the pharmacist, isn't there? Oh, look, absolutely, Scott. And, you know, that's something that we see every day in in our pharmacy practice. Um, My wife and I are very fortunate to be able to start a brand new pharmacy at the end of 2015, 2016, which is Scripts for You. And we are seeking pharmacists to help us build that pharmacy of the future. And the way we see that is, you know, being able to maximise our time with our patients, whichever arena they tend to present to us with. And through, obviously, the heavy lockdowns that we experienced in Victoria last year and even for this small little revisit not long ago, it's all about making sure that they feel comfortable interacting us with us through phone, video, through social media occasionally. It's, it's just something that we've got to be in those spaces with them. And I guess to be able to do that, we've really tried to, I guess, promote um, ourselves as a forward pharmacy. So all of our pharmacists do practice at the level with the patient. We've got rid of that two and a half foot step that uh, Jerry Seinfeld popularised with his very famous joke and it's something that you know for us we try to use that fusion of technology to ensure that our pharmacists are able to create better outcomes with their patients than they would be able to without it and also conversely there are pharmacists that believe that technology are there to take their jobs and we want to basically reinforce that pharmacists really can put on what we call an Ironman suit 
to yes. make sure that they can achieve better things with the technology than they perhaps would without. Yeah, and, and look, certainly um, from where your pharmacy is located, I guess in the last 12 months, have, have you seen a, a prevalence or a movement to online discussions, contact? And I know obviously you've implemented the MedAdvisor in part of uh, scripts for you, but yep. is there one area that's become stronger or, through this change period or is there something that you guys have pushed as a, as a bit of a priority or a focus for you? I think for us it's more about listening closely and just redirecting our attention to where our patients need us to be. You know, delivery, you know, we're, we're, we're a pharmacist team of hopefully nearly now four. We're very strongly in that recruitment phase right now. And where our focus is making sure that we can show up for our patients where need be. And we haven't had that capability of doing deliveries and all sorts of things like that up until COVID hit. And then there were platforms such as uh, Ship It, for example, that put you in touch with 18 to 30 different courier options, which... Yep basically allow you to say to a patient, I've got a four-hour delivery option, a two-hour delivery option, a day delivery. We do compounding it as well. So to be able to then ship that, you know, with tracking to the other side of Australia if patients need us to, it's about recognising and listening to that. So, look, online is sometimes not just about the typical let's throw up an e-commerce store. It's just about, okay, well, for example, a patient's booked in for a home medicines review. We can't in these current times meet with them, can we work out a solution? And in which case we started doing telehealth with a video partner called CoView, which enabled us to do face-to-face through video, which was, you know, again, a great outcome. Yeah, and, and again, I think that's what I'm liking about uh, watching your social media, but also this interaction today is that everything that you've spoken about uh, to so far, and I'm sure we'll continue in this conversation, there's a technology solution or a technology partner for an opportunity. That's that's what you're telling me, isn't it? Well, it is. And, and I always say it's not tech for tech's sake because there's never been more tools available. There's more sprouting out of the ground every single day. But <laughs> yes. it's really just about, you know, taking what we know as pharmacists, our best practice processes, and using technology to be able to do things that we just weren't even capable of. And they don't have to be very high tech, very sophisticated tools. It can even be things like when you're sitting down with a patient and you're talking to them about starting a new antidepressant and you realise they're going to be in for a little bit of a bumpy ride the next week. How about I schedule an SMS to go out to them in three days' time, which you can do in that conversation so that in three days' time they've got a caring pharmacist show up to them and basically check in with them. And if they're feeling right about it, it invites them to call in and to obviously rediscuss that issue. So it doesn't have to be something that, you know, needs a huge power of servers and data centres to run, but just something that, again, allows you to extend that care beyond just what you can do within the four walls of the pharmacy. Yeah, and and look, on that basis, are you using um, a a diary program, electronic diary program or some kind of scheduling program to help you with that? We use Z Software. So natively in their program, they have an SMS gateway. And one of the things I really like about that is it's integrated into the dispense record. So any pharmacist who's then picking up that conversation with the patient, so it doesn't have to be the same pharmacist, can then see that communication history and see what information's been sent, whether it's a link to an online resource like a video or a a cheat sheet or something like that, that they're able to then say, oh, yes, um, Rob said that the other day. You know, what did you think about that? And uh, it's it's quite nice to have that all integrated together. Integrated in. No, look, I, I know the the Z program and the and the team fairly well, so that's um, great. I'll make sure we include that link in there as well. Yeah. 
So I guess the question then for a pharmacist listening today is that you're right, there is a plethora of platforms out there and it's a case of, well, which which one do I choose? If you know, if someone was looking at, and apart from obviously maybe giving you a call, any tips for a pharmacist saying, well, I, I've got this opportunity or I, I've got this challenge that needs a solution, where do I go? The main thing is, and, and I think sometimes we, we get a bit scared to try new stuff. And again, most tech tools, whether they're free or low cost or have a subscription plan, they've got free trials to it. So it's just realistically just playing with stuff. And I, I always think to myself, I'm a bit of a self-professed gadget free crash test dummy. And yeah. the number of tools I've broken and haven't worked, I, I couldn't even talk about them because there's just been that many of them. And I guess, and again, when I wrote the book on transformation, which was a four-step method of integrating technology into a pharmacy business, and again, then wanting to take that next step further and actually do that in a new pharmacy, which is what we've done over the last five years. The aim of that was really just to recognise that there's an education component to it. So it's just getting to know the tools and just playing with them. And a lot of them being app-based things can be things that you can download, kind of play with. And if they don't make sense, well, they don't make sense, but you you give it a go. And realising then that some of these tools and functionalities, they can integrate with our best practice processes. So always look at it as a bit of a microphone so that basically you've got a really nice message and you've got a microphone. That message is going to spread a long way further forward. But same thing with the, with the pharmacy process. If it's a really good process, but it just hasn't got enough reach and it's only you that can do that, there might be tools that can extend that further forward as well. So it's realizing that there are processes in our business where technology can now be a part of. So always look at it as technology is like another team member that you can bring in for an extra for a task. It doesn't have to be a role, but there are always tasks that we can bring in to be able to do that. And one simple thing like that is where we look at, and there's been quite a lot of discussion in some of the pharmacy Facebook groups around cloud-based monitoring of our refrigeration temperatures and how we can actually do that instead of physically walking up to the fridge, checking the temperature twice a day, putting it on a written sheet. What can we do that can actually give a better outcome there? So there are cloud-based recording things like Clever Logger, for example, that can send automated reports to you twice a day with and without alarm so that it, again, surfaces when it needs to. So if there is an alarm, you get an alert on your phone and you're able to prioritise your day with that. And the tech is really just working 24-7 in the background to help you do that. Yeah, and again, that's one of the things I like about technology and I'll often recommend that to a a pharmacist or business owner that I might talk to is that look for technology platforms that gives you the exception reporting, not the requirement to kind of check on on a regular basis. So you set the parameters or the ability to set parameters. So in this case, there's a a temperature range that's acceptable, but the minute it steps outside of that, an alarm should go off. So you're not, unlike say a social media platform where you've got to check in on a regular basis, you're getting a prompt or you're getting an alarm or you're getting an alert when you actually have to do something with it. If you don't get that alert, you might still check on occasion, but effectively there's no action required. And that's a good tech partner, isn't it? Absolutely. And and it's there to help you. It's not there to become an extra hat that you have to wear. Yeah. And, and look, I liked your comment before around that, you know, technology actually becomes another team member. And I think that comes back to that earlier conversation is that pharmacy has always been, and in my mind, will always be very much focused on the professionalism of the of the pharmacists and the people in the team. That's what sets them apart. I often have conversations with family members and, and people in the community that, that says, you know, they're 
that the old adage of um, the pharmacist is probably one of the most trusted you know, people that you'll, you'll know, it still rings true even with the technology changes, doesn't it? Oh, look, it does. And, and that's the thing too, and making yourself available. And, and one of the reasons why in the physical space, we love to be as close as possible to our patient. And we see the role of technology to make sure that we keep pharmacist and patient together for as long as possible. So we've tried to do away from that whole segmented counter of in assembly, out pay, because it disconnects the patient's journey. And it becomes more transactional when you do it that way. And I guess from our point of view, when we were looking at what can we do to connect in a deeper, more meaningful way with our community as we're growing, was really to make sure that we can have those conversations, learn as much about them, get greater context around their visits. So, you know, one of the things I love sharing with our guys and making sure that that's their focus whenever a patient walks through the door is try to discover the context of their visit as, as quickly yeah. as possible. So we're not treating the paper, we're actually treating the patient. And that try to actually make sure that the pharmacist has more time with patient than paper because you can uncover so many more things in that process and really then personalise your advice. And for us, you know, the biggest investment for us that made that possible was an automation robot, which is a BD rower VMAX, which yep. we've had from the get-go. And I know a lot of pharmacists will say, well, you need to get to a 300 script level before you consider that. But I'd actually argue against that, that that process and having that automation by our hip side day in day out has enabled us to grow our practice by making sure that those conversations remain close and meaningful right throughout their pharmacy visit. Yeah and and again something that you said there I think uh, resonated with me in terms of understanding you know the requirements of each patient and and certainly from where you're located and and I'm sure there's thousands of pharmacies out there that would be in a similar situation where your different age groups and particularly from a social media and a communication point of view, is different for each group, isn't it? So how have you gone with that, having to, I guess, understand how you deal with a baby boomer with technology versus how you deal with a young mum who's probably really active on Instagram and, and these days TikTok? Oh, look, the interesting thing is, and we've always looked at social as being, you know, essentially like every marketing conversation. It's a conversation you have with a patient when they're not in front of you. And I guess from a point of view is we've realised where the attention is very strong in our community and where it isn't. Initially, we probably put things in every possible platform and then just kind of monitored and see what interaction we'd get. But one of the most special places, and I would implore every pharmacist listening to this, if you're not part of these particular faces, Facebook groups in your community, you need to be there. They're the most special places on the internet. They're hidden from the rest of the world because I guess it's a closed group right on Facebook where it's like a town hall meeting where everyone in the community can go in and share. And the ability to then be able to talk directly to a catchment, which includes your patients and may include people who yet to know you the ability to share things there is just the most special place and one thing that we've really loved about that those particular platforms is if a patient has a great experience and you know, it really goes to that level of wanting to share that with the community it also gives the other members of that community who might have not been you know proud enough or you know happy to have 
the ability to post something themselves, it gives them the opportunity and the permission to go and jump in and say something nice as well, which, um, you know, for us has probably been the most engaging platform for social media. There's a lot of distractions in social media, I'll say this much, and it's very easy <laughs> yes. to to yeah. spend a lot of time, you know, there's, there's a one that's evolving right now uh, called Clubhouse, which everyone's kind of trying to work out what's going on there and what, how can I be part of it. And probably yep. from a pharmacist approaching a, pharmac- a pharmacy patient, there's probably no place for it right now, but it's nice to know what it's there for and what it does. So I guess, you know, really we've tried to focus on areas where our patients have got a lot of attention and really focused on that um, than get too distracted by all the other platforms, platforms. that may be yeah. out there. Yeah, so so they would be like the local community Facebook groups. That's that's what you're talking about, or, yeah. or a more specific one. So it might be suburb, you know, Facebook group or something. Yeah, like so that. I guess for us being in Somerville, there's a Somerville and surrounds Facebook group, and you know, there's over six thousand members there. It's 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 very captive, and you know, people just share things in a very social, very informal way. As a pharmacy, you can't join it, but as an individual, as a pharmacist, you can join it, um, yeah. obviously with their permission. And again, it just gives you that ability to listen hear those conversations and a lot of people might be like oh what pharmacy is open tonight and you can jump in there and it's really just about more of a listening platform than one that you're constantly pushing messages out to yeah and I guess on that note and we might move on to your transformation in a minute but you're right there's a lot of places that you have to go and if you're a busy pharmacist you've worked all day you've come home to to your your family situation you know sitting down and scrolling through Facebook is probably not the easiest thing to do but in your pharmacy this is obviously a passion of yours but in other pharmacies you know I always recommend that there's a key team member that might kind of take on this mantle so so what's what's your formulas for success with this versus what you're aware others have done well look again it's also recognizing that social media is another front door to your business as well and making sure that patients can be greeted in that that space so what we've tried to do is centralize all of that so look our approach for example to uh Facebook um, is one where we have integrated it into a support platform that we use. So we use a support platform called Help Scout, um, which has got that healthcare security accreditation around it, which we've also used for bringing in emails and faxes and all okay. sorts of yep. things. So we've tried to centralise that so that as a new inquiry comes through, so Facebook specifically, We've uh, experimented and been using a bot on our Facebook page. So there's a welcome message that as soon as a patient jumps on there, they'll get a welcome from uh, Spencer the robot, who's also incidentally our robot's name in the the pharmacy. And and if they have a question for a pharmacist, they then have a way to then type pharmacist and then their question. And that question will come through to our support platform, which generates a notification on our uh, system so that any team member can jump in on that because the way I approach it and the way I train our team is that it's another conversation as if the patient had walked into the pharmacy. So yeah, I get that you can, I guess, delegate to one particular person, but I always try to make sure that everyone's part of that conversation too, because everyone's going to experience different team members at different various times where they visit the pharmacy physically. And the same thing applies in socials as well. From that perspective. No, that's great. 
So, Rob, if we move on to, uh, I guess, another area, and again, obviously part of your passion, for the time that I've known you, uh, you've never struck me as someone to sit still too long. And really, transformation, and we'll include links to this, includes a book that you've published, a podcast series, and obviously also now a digital magazine. Talk to us a bit about your passion for that and, and I guess, getting that message out. And ultimately, apart from just seeking other pharmacists, I guess, looking to help the pharmacy industry with, with your passion. Yeah, look, again, that all really kicked off, I guess, 2013, 2014, when I spent the majority of that time writing the book. And and it was more a case of just really sharing my passion for what I believed was the vision of the pharmacy of the future and how technology can contribute to that. And for too long, I'd heard too many conversations at various conferences, oh, technology, it's too hard, it's too expensive, I can't do it. And it was just really about sharing what's possible um, and really working together to try to create a better future by knowing what is out there and what's available. And so the early stages, particularly with the podcast, for example, is just sharing a lot of tools that maybe people haven't come across, a tool like Trello, project management tools that people now know very, very well and, you know, part of a trillion-dollar company nearly. So it was just really a part of making sure that the tools that are not just stamped pharmacy only were available to all pharmacists and they had some knowledge and knew how to integrate them. And and I guess that's where the book came in, in terms of the number of tools that I was working with on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. It was a framework of how to do that. And I I guess in terms of that framework, as I shared a little bit earlier, around educating yourself around what's available, knowing your best practice processes, and then seeing how tech can kind of join your team in that way. And then also partnering with the right technology partners too. I think we've all come across over our journeys where you know certain tech partners may not have worked out as well as we would have liked and they've just simply sold you something but hadn't actually worked with you to integrate it very closely into your business and then being able to be on stay on the circuit of optimization so realizing that the tools of today may not be the ones of tomorrow and it doesn't mean you have to throw the baby out with the bathwater in any of that but it's just a case of that if there is a way that we can speed things up we can optimize them make them more efficient that we're kind of ready and agile to be able to integrate that so all of those platforms you mentioned the podcast the magazine and I guess the magazine evolved from the podcast itself because not everyone likes to uh, listen right I'm I'm sure you know it's it's great having people insert you into their earbuds but some people don't learn that well and that way and people still like it and I know that you know the AJP and Australian pharmacists their readership is still growing and it just as a method that that's something you can easily pick up during your tea break coffee break so that's where the magazine evolved from and just sharing that message Scott you know look if someone even listening to this today can take one thing that can create a little bit of improvement in their pharmacy you know that was really all the end goal was going to be that we can create a better future together yeah and again it's it's not about you, know, you said you started all this around the, the early 2010s so again that's that's almost been a 10-year journey for you hasn't it like it's not something that you do overnight and and you'll change again in the next month and probably in the next year yeah, and, and we need to. And, and as pharmacists, we, we need to recognise that, you know, the pharmacist of, you know, the 1980s, which is when I grew up in the back of my dad's pharmacies and saw the pharmacy world through his eyes then to where it is now, it's it's really just recognising that there's a lot that is very good about our profession, but we also need to stay relevant and recognise that there are more front doors to our pharmacies, there are more platforms that patient care can occur on now. And it's just recognising that we just need to know how 
to help patients in those spaces too, that we're not just limiting ourselves to the four walls. And especially over the last 12 months with all the issues of COVID impacting our pharmacies and patients being able to physically walk in, it's really had to expand our minds to how we actually practice beyond there. And, you know, I think it's been, a, you know, from that point of view, there's been a lot of good what's been happening with electronic scripts and hopefully the active script list will be the next extension of that, yep, which is just yep. really going to aid and help us in that journey. Yeah. I want to talk in a minute about the what impact this has had on recruiting your pharmacy team. But before I do that, and we, we kind of wrap up this section. So again, I come back to that client or that customer base. And, and again, it's sometimes easy to to segment your pharmacy clients into the what I call the baby boomers, the high script. You've got your mums. And then to a point, you've probably got some of your specialization, whether it's a, a men's specialization or, or heading elsewhere. But are you trying to kind of be everything across all of those groups or have you segmented your client base? Well, probably not to that technical level, Scott. Look, I've always tried to approach the fact that it's not always just about the typical demographics. I know that's very easy, you know, especially from a marketing point of view to try to build messaging around that. And and yep. sometimes it's not the actual patient that we actually think that we're looking after that we really are. And it's been interesting when you talk about that and how you then segment and you can more easily look at that looking backwards. And when I've looked at the growth of our practice and how certain patients have come to join us and following that journey, it actually happened more along the lines of even though sometimes when we have a patient come in and you think it's the most simple inquiry in the world, it's just an antibiotic or needing some first aid cream. But if you take that extra time to make sure that you can make that interaction memorable, you don't know that that patient actually has maybe a sick father on chronic health meds. They've got an auntie and an uncle. And it's that interaction that they're going to then remember. And then when a conversation may come up at home, they might think, well, actually, maybe you should come and see my pharmacy that I've actually just seen because I think they could probably look after you a little bit better. So it's if from our point of view, we probably haven't got to that bucketed baby boomers, Gen Y, Gen Z, probably more so looking at more of that around growing our team and how we better communicate with different generations. But in terms of how we approach it, it's just about taking one patient at a time, trying to make that experience as memorable as possible, do the best we can, and often try to follow up as much, much as we can as well so that, you know, the problems of that might be right now are also then open to a future conversation and we can do that through a various range of means, whether it be yes. SMSs, email campaigns and things like that. Like that, yeah, and, and thanks for that because that's, I guess, what I wanted to hear was that it's not impossible but near impossible, I guess, to, you know, promote your business or introduce your business or open the door through to too many multi-events uh, or medias. But certainly if I, I liked, again, it comes back to that initial comment around the pharmacist, the pharmacy team, understanding the patient that's either walked in the door or communicated through the electronic means, that it's not just that one transaction. There's more to this. That's right. And we always talk about we're in the business of building relationships. We're not processing transactions. No, that's good. So on that note, have you had to have a a different strategy around recruiting your pharmacy team? Because again, if you're going to continue to push, I guess, technology, you may then struggle with the people that you bring on as not not being as savvy or, or have you actually done a nice mix of people in your team? 
Look, it, it's really interesting because often, and at the moment, just finalising our latest uh, recruitment campaign, it's been interesting in the different interactions that I've had with pharmacists and even some that have come down for a short interview and, and just having a look at how we do what we do and where they would potentially be working and what are the tools that we use. And you very quickly filter those that feel comfortable with change and a fluid environment and those that, you know, very much still, and, and I think probably as, as a pharmacist, group we're the biggest group of introverts we've ever seen <laughs> the number that want to retreat to the dispensary is remarkable and it's really yes. about recognizing that you know we are trying to create those relationships and the only way you can do that is by showing up to your patient as frequently and as often as they would like you to so the I guess people have been a little bit confronted by the fact that you will do everything in front of a patient you'll dispense the prescription, you'll counsel them. And often we front end the counselling too. So because we were able to establish that context as soon as the patients walked in, we'll start talking about what are the next steps as we're preparing the prescription, which allows us to do that. So when people are looking at that, I guess we've got to then very quickly realise the personalities of pharmacists and those that are willing to change and have a go and haven't been hammered too much into the mould of not wanting to do things any differently because that's how yep. they've always done it. So I guess from our point of view, we've, we've gone through the typical channels of all the recruiting sites pharmacist Facebook groups and so forth. But we put people through an online interview where people initially have to get out of their comfort zone and record a video of themselves introducing yes. themselves, which is, yep. again, if someone's able to do that, they're taking that step to say, I would, would like to be challenged and this yes. is something that's akin to me. And being able to then go through a detailed personality test that we use with the disc, disc profile to yes. again just kind of look at their character and how that matches with the groups that we have already and you know we're always looking to make sure that you know we're not just recruiting the same person over and over and over again because my belief is that the best teams are going to have a mix of those characters and are going to be Correct. able to complement themselves so I guess as we grow that's harder because then there's more to compare against and so forth but you know those who put the effort in and, and are really challenged and excited by that opportunity have then progressed to some really good interviews that we've had. And again I guess from my knowledge and experience is that Whilst that might be a different way of recruiting, and I like it, and, and I also liked your comment about having a, a mix of different personalities and different strengths, the reality is that if someone doesn't kind of share that passion or that ability, they're potentially going to struggle in the environment anyway, aren't they? I think so. And I think it's important for any pharmacist listening to be very, very clear about what you want. Probably one of the more frustrating things in looking at the recruiting platforms over and over over the last couple of weeks is the fact that you do see the same type of ads and you see also that the fact that there is so little effort put into the way people communicate what their pharmacy is all about. And yeah. I think the more heavily and strongly you put that point of view, you're very quickly going to filter people out who aren't suited to your particular yeah, role. And, and yeah. by nature of that, also the pharmacists that apply that will actually go to the effort of doing a 30-second Google search to learn a bit about you instead of addressing you as to whom this may concern. So it's important that, you know, on both sides of the equation that we put more passion into what we do. Yeah, no, correct. Rob, we'll obviously include links to everything we've spoken about today. And you've uh, you've referred quite a few links that I've been madly scribbling down. So I'll make sure I get some uh, website pages to that as well. Sure. We're coming to the end of our time, but is there any other key points that uh, we haven't chatted about that you wanted to chat about? 
oh, look, I've always maintained, and it's always been a fairly controversial one, is that there's never been a better time to be a pharmacist. And I think mindset is so key to our future as a pharmacy group and to believe that there is a better future, to believe that technology is not here to take our jobs, to make us like Walmart back of the shop type of situation that pharmacists are no longer relevant and hammered into a transaction. It's getting to the stage where there are so many more possibilities right now. And the fact that, you know, COVID has opened these doors to electronic scripts, it's expanded levels of care now that we can care for patients beyond the four walls if yep. we're listening and if we're open to it and if we don't just close our minds to say, no, I'm going to wait for that patient to walk through. Because, again, there's so many tools out there that can make that possible for you. Just be, Just need to have that mindset to say, yes, I can do this and I want to be part of that pharmacy future. Yeah, and look, that's great. And I think out of all of that, that's the key statement, which may even become the title for this podcast, there's never been a better time to be a pharmacist, I think sums it up in a fantastic way. So, Rob, thanks for your time today. I really appreciate it. And again, for anyone listening, we'll include uh, links to Rob and his uh, web pages and his pharmacies. And uh, I'm sure you'd be more than happy to have a conversation with anyone that uh, wanted to have a chat, Rob. Absolutely, Scott. All right. Thanks very much for your time today. All right. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening today. Pharmacy View is a technology-focused podcast provided by Melbourne-based business Arian Technologies and Shopfront Solutions. Over the podcast series, our guests include pharmacists, retail managers, wholesalers, suppliers, and industry technology partners. If you would like further information on our podcast series or to participate in one of our episodes, feel free to send me a message or touch base through the Pharmacy View website, pharmacyview.com.au.